pom 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 When I was a little baby, my mama would rock me in my cradle. All right, we can get this thing started, buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We've got a fun episode for you in-house. I've got Mike Harrington working the mics, and now we're being joined by special guest Brian joining the podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Were you just uh, having a whiskey and you're like, I need a seat and there's no seats out there? Pretty much. Well, throw on a player headphones. You're welcome to join us. Uh, we get quite a bit of spillover audience from part oh, of the problem. Man. This only works. Which, uh, for those that don't know, Brian's the man behind the scenes. And if you're upset that you're not in the inner circle, it's his fault now. It's not my fault anymore. It's Brian's fault. It's also your fault for not <laughs> following the instructions. Well, oh, you mean there? I thought you were saying me as in you mean them. No, them as, a, as in the as audience. Person. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is um, Trump gave uh, his big old speech. Um, the uh, I don't even know what it's called. The State, State of, the of the Union. Union the bro. State of the Union. You, you know your on-air personality for part of the problem, right? You mean that I should know that it's called the State of the Union? That's at least part of my point. Right. Well, you know, I'm not great with words all the time, just some of the time. Um, so firstly, I, I, I was never a Trump fan, but he, he grows on you that since he pisses off everyone so much, he's just become a troll. That's it. He's a troll character. And if you're in on the joke, it's just hilarious. And if you think politics is a charade anyways, well, at least he's making it entertaining because he's pissing everyone off. Ladies and, and gentlemen, the realist take. <laughs> and everyone just gets angrier and angrier and it just becomes more entertaining, especially as he keeps winning. That's what makes it so entertaining is that the guy just keeps winning and people are pulling out their hair like, how does this talentless, seemingly buffoon just keep fucking winning with no dignity? And it just gets more and more hilarious. Dog, sometimes people just fall up forever. So I was why yeah, I know. I wish I was one of those. Uh, <laughs> for me, it just seems like an endless stairwell where you fall down. But anyways, uh, did you watch any of the State of the Union? I watched some of it. I, I definitely watched the end of it. I watched I watched a fair amount. I watched the highlights. I was listening to it in the car. What about you, Harrington? Did he give it a gander? Absolutely not. Not at all. So I knew that. The one thing Come on now. When Trump has a speech in front of him, he converts from the fun thing to he basically sounds like a twelve year old giving a bot mitzvah speech. Like it goes just to that and wah 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 wah. Just phonetically reading the Yiddish. Yeah. <laughs> he does it with the Trump voice, but it's just like and trapping it at the butter wall. Um but what was interesting is because he was throwing out a bunch of stats and he was throwing out too many stats to like not just tune it out. But he has some great stats for this upcoming election in that like one of the biggest things that both uh, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or the progressives are going to run on is the 99% and the 1% has all the wealth. And Trump was up there with great talking points. Not that I think they're real. Not that I don't think the economy is coming down. But he had all these great talking points of here's what I've done for the majority of this country. For all the people that didn't have money. Or for at the least high this school. is what's been going on since I've been the president. I, yeah. None of it. Firstly, I think he's a dumbass for taking credit for the economic expansion. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Because it's going to come down. I mean, and, not only that, yeah. but it's always on a delay. You know yes. what I mean? So things that happened six, seven years ago are affecting the economy now. Yeah. Yeah. It's Trump gonna... was still running a fucking reality <laughs> show. It's going to come down. And if it is good, it's got to do. It's all fictional prosperity because of low interest rates. Of and that's course. partially because of Obama. And I think he's a fool for taking uh, credit for the prosperity, except it will get him reelected. And he was pulling 
just for marketing terms, he was pulling the good stats of like when he stands there and Bernie Sanders like, well, what are we going to do for the poor? I'll tell you what I've done for the poor. Their wages increased by X amount. And by the way, even the economy is so good, kids that aren't going to college, they're able to make money too. And here's what like, yeah, that's me. That didn't go. Oh, that you're able to. Uh, I mean, I dropped out, but yeah. Well, and I I barely got through it. Um. So that's first is he's got great stats. And then the other thing that you would really pin him on is, dude, you didn't build your border wall. You promised us a wall. There's no wall. And even on that, he's got great talking points where he's like, the wall's going up at this rate. And he's going to be able to say, I would have built the whole thing if they didn't tie me up trying to unseat me. You guys voted for me in the fucking deep state, tied me down for four years with Russia collusion and then with an impeachment bullshit. What does this victory over the deep state mean? You mean, uh... The fact that they... The impeachment got thrown out. Yeah, you know, this is going to be... Okay, here's what's really interesting to me that I think the Democrats are really going to lose out on, but I don't know if the... uh, I think they've wrongfully shifted the entire story now. Like, the way the argument with my roommate's about a window, but it's not about a window, they've now shifted the whole thing where it's like, does your vote matter? And so as opposed to people voting locally anymore, they now understand, oh, I really need to vote for my party because if I don't vote for my party, the other party is going to remove my guy. And so as opposed to anyone maybe voting for local elections because of local things, we've now made it like like the, a big issue of just being offended, just a power grab that this other party, like everyone's just upset with each other. And now it's a war where it's like, if we don't, uh, this is what's crazy. There's no laws here. Everybody just basically, with the exception of Romney, they just voted amongst party lines. So there is no conversation here about whether or not Trump did something illegal. It's just the Democrats don't want him there. So they all voted to impeach him. And the Republicans said, we want a Republican. So they voted. But the point is, that's lawlessness. That's not a conversation about whether or not a man like broke a law. When you have everyone who's just keeping to party lines, it's very clear that it's just a demonstration of of politics and power. I mean, the whole narrative has essentially been... A farce anyway. Well, because from the beginning. If we're going to be prosecuting abuses of power, how far back are we going to go? Right. How, how many, every living president would be in a cell. Right. Every single one. And yeah, to, and to nitpick one thing, that, that is corruption. It's like in China, when someone gets in trouble for corruption, everyone's corrupt. You just decided that this guy's that, no longer on your team. Right. And so he's going down for corruption. But I think what's interesting is that, like, Every single election now is going to be more charged where people are going to be told in rural areas, hey, if you guys don't vote the party, they're going to unseat Trump. We won't have any power. These people that hate you are going to continue to control your lives. They've removed like the um, the idea of that there could even be pardon partisanship or that government might work on other things or that the Democrats might have some things that they're right upon right on. And they've just turned this into a power game of, listen, we need as many people there as possible, because if not, the, uh, the, the side that opposes us, they're not acting, you know, even within like a legal framework. They, they've, been, they've just changed the game to, hey, we're going to use as much political power as we have. And we're not even going to like, the, what, what the fuck are they working on? They're, they haven't worked on anything other than trying to unseat Trump. Um, so I, and the other thing that's going to be well, interesting about Trump getting reelected is there's no way Ruth G- Bader Ginsburg, how, how much longer are they going to be able to wheel that lady out for? How much longer do you think they're possibly going to keep her alive? So you're going to see a... I mean, before the end of this year. Yeah, you're going to see a shift in the Supreme Court if Trump's there for another... Uh, so that's three he has, right? Who three? else is uh, Yeah, who else is old as fuck other than Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Is there anyone else who will probably not make it another four years? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know the Supreme Court that well. 
I, I don't think so. I think everybody else is doing all right. Well, while you're looking that up, the other thing that was very interesting about the uh, on it. State of the Union, yeah, yeah that's uh, um, champion. I, I like the three theatrics of the event, the reality TV, yet all the big moments like the soldier's back, the guy with cancer, hot his hot wife standing next to people. I loved how she was there like uh, Ivana White or whatever that lady's name is. Blow like, it up. Yeah, who's old? I mean, they all... We're just going to tell how old they are by looking at them. Black honestly. guy looks oh, old. Oh, their age is there. I mean, a black don't crack, so if that if he Stephen looks old, think about Breyer, how old. Stephen age 81. Yeah. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's 86. Wait, why does Breyer... That's got to be a really old picture. I mean... I he, mean, of course it is, dude. He doesn't even look that old there. No, I mean, RGB looks about the same age as him there. Um. Yeah, but that's her not... Not now. Who's the fat lady? I never noticed the fat lady I, before. I feel like this is when they got sworn in. Wait, uh, scroll down a little bit. Sotomayor. So, so she was uh, she was recent. She was Obama's. She's from the Bronx, right? Yeah, she's an Obama pick. So he already has Gorish and Kavanaugh, right? And now he's going to get... And now he'll get whoever they possibly replace Possibly two with. more? And I bet whoever he replaces the next ones for, like, they'll be less moderate. Like, I think Gorish was pretty moderate, which was the first replacement... Do you think it's going to go more constitutionalist or more um, just like fucking radical? I think that they'll just try and get whoever best reflects like the party views. And so if there needs to be someone like if they can get a more extreme the option because they have the political power for it, they will. Sure. Um, OK, so the other thing was uh, did, I'm sure you guys saw the video of Nancy tearing up the uh, the document at the you end. See they were pre-ripped. Well, she sat there because, and she was like getting ready for her moment, and she was pre-ripping the thing. Um, but what I fucking ridiculous to me, this is a shit show, and so I like for the shit show to be as entertaining as possible. Like, it, I I would rather the shit show look more like I Jerry do, Springer. I do like the WWE of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's fucking great. I decided to follow politics a couple years ago because I kind of stopped watching television. I felt like this was a more um, intellectual pursuit mm -hmm. but believe me i'd rather watch wwf and jerry springer so if that's what politics devolves into it's more fun One for Punch me man it's just great what was that uh like a it's an anime it was an anime all right so now let's take a look at the uh impeachment which uh are I you going to talk about well, the coin tosses no tell me about the coin tosses what went on with the, the coin mayor, tosses? the mayor pete butt stuff coin toss Oh, you mean with um, what's going on in the Iowa caucus? Yeah. What happened with specifically the coin toss, though? Uh, Mike, can you pull up uh, Pete Buttigieg coin toss on YouTube? I'm I'm sure that's all all it'll take. This kid is either inept or in on it. It's the funniest clip I've ever seen. All right. Uh, first of all, how yes. are you going to judge? Who you're fucking pres- Yep, this is the one. What? This Wait, happened three what? times. Three- Wait, hold, on. <laughs> hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. You didn't know about this? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so first is, they decide who gets delegates based off of a coin toss- I mean, I don't how even is that really the process? I really know how any of this and works, then, really. Once you're having a coin toss, how is if the person not clear on whether or not they're supposed to flip the coin? How do you have a guy who can't even flip coins? And then also, what's going on at this buffet? I want to know more details about the buffet, the coin toss buffet. Everyone there looked very skinny. I don't think Can you go they had a good buffet. You think that's a buffet, Robbie? Oh, that's buffet behind them. 
Robbie, that's just like that's I love some Rob- donuts. Robbie, I love you so much. I'm going I'm, to get a drink. Do you want something? No, no, I'm all set. But thank you, Robbie. That's Wait, so not a buffet, dog. Do you have any more information Can on how that Saturday? process is supposed to work? That so, they have, I guess, um, uh, autistic kids calling coin tosses to determine the winner of delegates. So basically, the what they're looking at here, uh, from what I understand, uh, it was like so close that they had to flip a coin for the three delegates that would be given uh, for this, like county, towards the caucus. I don't understand how caucus. All right, but- I just want to say this: if you're already going to flip a coin to pick who's getting delegates, there are probably weirder contests that we could come up with that would be more entertaining. Like, I'd rather just see the two people who are in the tie play rocks, paper, scissors, shoot. That's already a better idea. Dude, I just want to see Chug a glass of milk. I don't know. Have them arm wrestle. Arm wrestle could be fun. You see, uh... Um, tight. <laughs> All right, well, let's, um... Let's... Uh, we can talk about the shenanigans of the Iowa caucus, and then remind me, I want to come back to uh, everything that went on with Trump not being impeached. Um, but what's incredible about the Iowa caucus is, like, I guess... People like myself or Dave or even your perspective would be, hey, this whole thing's this this whole thing is a sham. Sure. But now it's like they're not even trying to pretend. It's insane, dude. Yeah. How do you botch it? Like, for, firstly, <laughs> we know that it wasn't botched. We know that the person that they didn't want to win didn't win, so they decided to say, all right, it's too close to call so that they could delay it and that people couldn't pick up momentum. Now, that's clearly what happened. Do they want butt stuff to win no they don't want butt stuff they just don't want bernie and they were they were but who's hoping the other option no i think they were hoping that if they got to the other like counties and the votes and the caucuses without the iowa announcement and all of like the momentum behind one person from iowa when are the other when's the next i don't one? even know i don't even it's know weeks isn't, isn't it? wait new hampshire i thought is next week or a week yeah it's I, not long enough that they can delay it you mean for the whole... For, for the, till even the next one. Right. Yeah, Tuesday, February 11th. By so the way, it is next week. In terms of them not even trying to hide it, it, the app that supposedly messed up is called Shadow. I mean... How do you not give you something a better fucking name? fucking kidding me? Like, how is that? You're not even trying. At and, least try and pretend like you're not trying to cheat elections. Like, can you can at least make an effort? Come up with a better name like the, 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 the world's greatest and most mathematically <laughs> statistic counter of votes. <laughs> Well, but like, it, isn't there another thing too? Like, didn't uh, Mayor Pete Buttstuff pay um, the that shadow company to build a totally different app for him? What? Yeah, I haven't heard that. He has, what? Also, he has dealings with that company. I'm gonna look this up right now. Please well, do. I That's interesting. Pete's got some real, um, like he he was a um, a finance guy, maybe for Bain. If it wasn't Bain Capital, he was like and some sort of i banking or whatever. You know, he's like a Wall Street guy. Um, and he certainly is the slickest in terms of actually just looking like and talking like a politician, minus the gay part. But you take away that aspect and he just looks and sounds like a traditional politician, unlike everyone else who kind of seems like a fucking whack job. Everyone else is a cartoon character. Every single person in the election is a cartoon character. Tulsi Gabbard is like a traditional hero. Fucking Bernie Sanders is like a character of a human. Right. You know, and... I mean, fucking Crazy Uncle Joe is the bad guy. I don't know. And then who else? You know? And then Mayor Buttstuff is a fucking NPC. Well, who also likes Mayor Buttstuff is also, you could see. All right, if you're just talking like conspiracy theory wise. Policy. What what does he have? He wants what the people with money and power at B 
Like that's their can. Hey, he's okay with war. Oh, he's so he's like the same as everybody else in the establishment. Yes, basically. No wonder he's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, that's the case. Yeah, of course he would be the guy who would be moving ahead. No one knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> You're uh, the new Barack Obama. You came from absolutely nowhere. Right. Like, did I ever tell you? I saw Barack Obama on Meet the Press a year before the election cycle started. I just remember, and from I that. went, yeah. That guy's going to be the next president. I didn't even know he was going to be running yet. And I was just watching him and how they were hyping him up. I was like, that guy's that guy's the guy. I haven't seen a thing about Mayor Butt stuff. What you got? Some claims, such as the Iowa caucus app was funded by Buttigieg's, mischaracterized what we know. However, Buttigieg's campaign, Pete for America, Inc., paid Shadow 42500 almost as much as Iowa paid them, 60000 total, uh, for software rights and subscriptions. Mike, can sounds, I sound shady? Can I just tell you how much, how much I I really enjoy your your uh, announcer cadence <laughs> now? Thanks, dude. All right, you've been working on it. I appreciate it. So, Mr. Harrington, if you uh, take a little bit uh, of a look at my document, it's kind of in the middle by the Iowa caucus. I got a video of Mike Bloomberg on uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and uh, I want to take a look at Bloomberg. Yeah, me too. That you're running now. You spent, uh, I think I said, 240 million or something on ads. You're running them, and and what I've read and seen online and stuff is that you pick exactly where to air these ads. Meaning, this is what I heard, and you have to say yes or no. uh, That if Donald Trump happens to be in Washington, there's extra ads in Washington. Okay, so just pause it here. Have different ads. You're going to see why Bloomberg doesn't have a chance in this. I thought. I thought Bloomberg had a chance on paper, nah. and it's because I didn't pay that much attention <coughs> to um, actually like listening to him talk and his slickness, but I just thought on the basis that people kind of voted for Trump because he was a winner, Bloomberg's more of a winner, and he also seems like uh, more traditional, and for all that thing that people complain like, oh, Donald Trump doesn't look and sound like a president, he's a disgrace to the office. I, I would disagree yeah. that Bloomberg's a, like a, a winner in a political sense. Uh well, he's a buffoon of non-slickness. When I meant he's a winner, he's a winner in that he's a m- more of a billionaire than Trump is. Sure. So he's a like, real billionaire. Yeah, he, he has can, a billion dollars. He can slap down Trump like, listen, I'm worth more money than you. Like, like if they're playing who's got the bigger dick game, uh, even though Bloomberg probably has something more of a vagina. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I imagine they're all Ken dolls developed <laughs> by the, the state. <laughs> you know? So Jimmy Fallon lobs a lob ball to this guy. Where the joke is, hey, you're doing stuff just to piss off Trump. And all he has to be is like, yeah, I'm so rich, I get to just piss off Trump. And the whole audience would have laughed. He might have won the fucking caucus. Who, Bloomberg? Yeah. I still don't understand how it's working with him not actually being in the debates, or I, I don't even know if he's on, like, the... Well, yeah. is Dave still of the mind that Hillary could jump in? I don't think she can at this point. I don't know. He's been more of a... I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk to him tomorrow. When uh, I don't know enough about the in and outs of like the delegates and how many delegates you need and how the process works and how late you can actually. Yeah, come I mean, in. she was in the whole time last time and didn't get enough. I don't understand. I also think with the Democrats, if you don't have like her best route, might be if there's like enough of a tie. Maybe they're just able to pay. I don't know. I'd have to look into the weeds on that. I'm really not sure. Got it. Um, but in this case, so Fallon, he literally he's just lobbing it up to Bloomberg. Where all Bloomberg has to say is, yeah, I do all this shit to piss off Trump. Here's this commercial I do to piss off Trump. And I'm doing this to piss off Trump. Everyone would like him. Everyone would laugh. 
and let's watch his complete and total fumble. Roll the tape, Harrington. Different parts of the country, because different parts of the country have issues that they really care about. And so it's exactly the same as if you were selling a, a product. You'd try to target the ads to where your likely customers are. And there's a whole science about this, and that's what Facebook and companies like that, they sell information. All right, stop right so there. You know where to Firstly, it looks like he's waving a prosthetic hand. Second is, he basically goes, well, yeah, because, you know, we buy and sell data so that we have an understanding of you, and I'll make it look like I have this policy for you and this policy for the next guy because that's sales, and I want to make it look like I appeal to everyone. That's what you say in the boardroom, buddy. You don't fucking say that on television. Nobody likes Facebook. Nobody likes that these companies are buying and selling your data and that they're marketing to you. The last thing you do is get on The Tonight Show and you get a lob like that and go, well, instead of playing into your joke, let me tell you how I'm going to win. And it's because I'm wealthy enough to have data and to pretend to everybody like I'm the thing they want to be. He should have started plugging UBDI. Well, he should have, yes. Or, uh, yeah. By the way, just to, just to, I want to hammer this home. Uh, Go for it. Because this is the most Bloombergy thing I've seen this election cycle. And okay. it's the number one thing that makes me not trust him. Did he steal gold from somebody? Do you think this guy has ever ice eaten ice cream before? No. Where's my ice let's cream? Let's see. I just, I, oh, it's delicious. What? Wait. Mm. Go back. <laughs> I love No, let's go back. I want, let's I want, go back to that scoop. G- give me. I have to yell about What the? Give me the big gay what, ice cream. What the fuck big is that? Big gay ice cream is the best. Big gay ice cream is the best. I love that it. I mean, it hurts my stomach, but I like the big gay ice cream. <laughs> It's just such a whiny gay Like, we Jew. get it. He sound, we get it. In my head, he just sounds like Mort from, uh, like, the old... Uh, no, well, Mort used to be from uh, the oh, Jerky, Jerky Boys. Boys. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. And they shoved the thing in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> they put a CD in there. <laughs> His big line is better. And so shit pancakes. Yeah, I shit pancakes. <laughs> His big line is, we're going to make it better. We, I just want to see everything be better, and the, and the planet's getting too hot, but we're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. Michael Bloomberg is the same person that put a tax on things with sugar because poor people like sugar don't know how to spend their money. <laughs> and that's almost a direct quote. It's not, but I'm paraphrasing, but it's almost a direct quote. He was like, we're going to tax them right. because uh, we could spend their money. Like, Bloomberg's a fucking fascist, just like the rest of them. Well, while we're talking about sugar, here's a clip of why you shouldn't try and regulate your emotions with hamburgers Roll the clip, Mr. Harrington. I agree with this. This is uh, Real Clear Politics. We'll edit this moment, but if you click on the Real Clear Politics, there's a video with uh, Michael Moore, who's yelling about Bernie Sanders I getting cheated. I say you leave it in. It's the curtain, bro. That's what podcasts is about. They are removing the rule to be on the debate stage where it says you have to have so many people donating to you. Uh, you know, otherwise, instead of 27 people on the stage, there'd be 227 people on the stage. So you had to you had to show you had to get, have a certain number of Americans that would give you a, a buck. That's all the rule said. Certain, but they would to show that there's support. Just wait, he's about to have. Uh, and that's how they determined who would be melt. on that debate. Oh stage. my God! Today, it's they removed that rule because Mike Bloomberg, the billionaire, the Republican mayor of New York City. He's so fat. Just wait, just wait. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> he has a vagina on his They're neck. backstage going, oh, God, what's he going to say? They removed it so that he could be in the next debate. He doesn't have to show he has any support amongst the American people. 
he can just buy his way onto the debate stage. And I got to tell you what's so disgusting about this. I watched the debate in Iowa here two weeks ago. The all, the all white debate. Gross. And the fact that the Democratic, the DNC, will not allow Cory Booker on that stage, will not allow Julian Castro on that stage, but they're going to allow. Does he mention Tulsi? Because he's got a billion <laughs> fucking dollars. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's got a billion fucking dollars. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just made me laugh so hard. Other he's than that, such a fucking clown shoes. Other than that, the whole thing about uh, that it's all white people—I don't agree with that. But everything before that is somewhat agreeable. To be fair, it yeah. is all white people. Yeah, but Tulsi's not allowed. Right? When's the last debate but, she's been on? So my issue with that is I have I personally, if there was a black female gay person that reflected my values, which is essentially, hey, let's then not I'd run a deficit and let's get I wouldn't care and I would vote for them. But no his war, idea is not run regardless of what their opinions are, there just needs to be someone there who is black. Like Isn't Corey, that the fucking yeah. craziest thing? Dude, there's apparently some sort of fucking law getting passed where a like a board of directors can't be all white men. Yeah, it's How are you going to pass that? Isn't doesn't that break every discrimination law possible? Yeah. And the other thing that I, I just infuriates me about that and I think the best example of this and this going to sound worse than it is is uh Everything is. <laughs> it like Let's say you walk, you're hanging out with a group of people. So yeah. sometimes when you hang out with a group of people and you're the outsider, you can't ask them to, like, you have to kind of go with the vibe of what their thing is. I'm even, welcome everywhere, bro. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Even if you're uncomfortable. So, like, for example, if you're a lady and you walk into, uh, like, I don't know, an environment of all dudes and the dudes, it, it, like, literally, you're, you're the one lady who, let's just say, joins an army troop and it's all dudes and they leave the toilet seat up and they talk about filthy things. To me, it's inappropriate for you to be like, hey, guys, I'm here now also, so everything needs to change. Like, you kind of have to go. So my yeah. brother's in the Special Forces in the Marine Corps, right? He's uh, one of the MARSOC dudes. Right. Um, we've had this discussion a lot, actually, when they decided to let women or I don't remember what the outcome of all that was, actually, but uh, there was a time not too long ago where they were deciding whether or not to let women into special forces. And uh, I don't know how to... All right, so my my brother's not, like, a bad dude. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, like, a fucking bigot or any of that other shit that anybody would paint on somebody who has this opinion, but he was like... He just wants to kill with his homies. No, well, he was like... But outside of that, like, cartoonish portrayal of it, you know, it's like, can't, like, can a, a, it would have to be an exceptional woman. And he was about all about it. It was like, if she can do the job, that's great. But we can't have just standard. a slot for a woman yeah. in his job. Because his job is literally, like, uh, that, uh, there was a raid on a hospital and this fucking one chick who was a POW in Afghanistan, it was a while back, she got rescued in a hospital. He was one of those, there was a couple special forces teams that ran up in that hospital and saved her. He was in one of those teams, and 
and the the argument was is like can if a woman could do the job in that hospital then she could join the team but he had dudes that fucking got hit with you know explosions and bullets they had to pull fucking people out while still being in a firefight like it's a real physically demanding job and regardless of what the narrative of popular opinion is is like there's a real fucking structural difference between men and women and and one of them is built for more power and power is what's necessary in a job like that so so yeah he was a you know it's like no i don't agree with the fact that we can be like yeah just special forces now needs to have women in it and that's the way that a lot of things are working yeah where it's like now we need to have one at least what at least a woman or at least and and to be fair the narratives stretches the other way where it's like okay we can maybe have one white guy in it it's like yeah. i'm gonna say something i'm gonna not say something robbie that, <laughs> that was that would really fuck me up if somebody was who cared was paying attention um the other thing that's kind of tragic about it is that we have to spend like work is already stressful and you got to spend a lot of time there and you got to compete with a lot of other companies to try and make some money and the idea that you can't build your office however the hell you want and interact with the people that you want to work with to be fair they're not saying that they're just yeah. saying you can't be publicly traded unless you are a specific way right but even so even that if i have my company and let's say i'm on all white board of ceos and we do great together and we're create, making a lot of money for a lot of people it's not just who's here the idea that like you need to change and uh, listen you might go f hire a black lady who turns into be the change your company for the better I, that absolutely can happen but or you can be a, a company of all black women CEOs, and I'm not saying you wouldn't be able to compete. I'm just saying if you're a company of all black women CEOs, no one should tell me, hey, you got to put a Mexican guy on your team. And if you happen to organically be a company of all white men who are CEOs, there's no reason why you should have to hire someone. Like, just the, I, I mean, all right, we're preaching the choir here on all the right, idea dude, you got of force. You're not. Uh, because I, like I do have a I do have a counterpoint to this where okay. I, I do find um, and, and they have done studies about this. I mean, especially you look in uh, the NFL is like the, the number one litmus test as far as like head coaches and executive positions. Ultimately, nepotism is a real thing. Um, when someone looks like sure. you, you have a better chance of hiring them when you're sitting across the table from them. And when you are a thing where it's like every single person in this room is a 40 something white man they're way less likely to let someone else in. So it's like to, to understanding what you're saying, right? In a vacuum, there might not be any nefarious reasoning for it. However, uh, you do find a situation where no minorities are going to be able to get a leg up ever, um, you know, given the, the current landscape. So, no. so, so I, I, I got to be honest. a Rooney rule type thing where I, one person so, needs to not yeah. be that does kind of make sense to me. So there, there's two problems with that. Firstly is Agreed. I just I just believe in freedom of association right. and that no one, like, dude, having to work sucks and being able to be around people that you like for whatever reason that you like them, that's your own personal choice and no one should be allowed to infringe upon that. I also don't for one second believe that really talented people will be closed out forever. And uh, by the way, to speak to that, I'll just tell you, my grandfather is a child of the uh, Depression, and he got into Brown against quotas. He used to get beat up like 
Like, I, I, I just think like if you're talented enough and you're a minority, let's like like w- the the way the money ball existed in baseball, someone can create some new algorithm for football where they figure out patterns in a way that none of these head coaches did, and like maybe they start in l- like the like little peewee football, but they're so dominant that they're able to show, hey, my program works. They're gonna end up with a job, and that's true. And I th- I believe it's true in every field. Yep. No company wants to sacrifice their success to just have white people around agreed and if you are like likable enough and you know how to sell yourself and you're a person of color you're a female you're one of these gays then then you really got to work against your own unlikability but you can do it and as a caveat (laughs) to that if you're uh smart enough and talented enough you don't need anybody else. I agree with that. And then here's the other thing. The quota, the, the biggest problem with the quota system is that like, sometimes you look in an industry, take stand-up comedy, like this used to happen on Letterman. They go, oh my God, there was only one woman of the 12 comics they booked all year. Yeah, but statistically, so? you know how much harder it was to be one of those 10 men? Because for that 10 men, yeah. let's just say theoretically, there were a million dudes vying for those 10 spots. And then there Do were you know only- how many- comics there are in new york city i don't want to know as a bartender as a former bartender at a comedy club i can tell you there is way more than there needs to be well i can tell you that um because i like need a massive comedy plague that kills off a lot of comics except for me let's go let's go like spread some uh well what do you got Off air. Off air. All right. Maybe we can just uh, remove some of the competition, and that way I can get myself some stage time, start moving forward. But while we're on this topic of uh, genders and people being forced into positions, Elizabeth Warren really threw a Hail Mary. She's down in the ranks, and she said that it for like her... What? (laughs) She said that for her head of like, I don't know what the proper position is, but for the head of like schooling, she would like a young trans person. Oh, we tried, we were going to pull this up on the last episode of Part of the Problem as a a crazy bitch watch, actually. Okay. Uh, That speech where she talks about. Uh, Do you want to pull up the speech? You could probably find the exact quote. I'm not, if it's not in my notes, you could probably just YouTube it. Uh, the keywords would be Elizabeth Warren, Young trans transgender person. children speech. I looked it up on Friday. Um, but yeah, she says a bananas thing. Beautiful. Harrington. There you go. I don't know why they have me working on BYM, honestly. I'm, don't let Lewis hear this. <laughs> I, I like things. School. Are you going out live to YouTube first, or whatever? It has to be you someone no, who's taught not. in a public Great. school. Hello? You should. Yeah, the and live version of this would be fun because I do because edit. Because it came Go out to YouTube. from a young you have a YouTube trans channel? person who asked about a welcoming community. And I said it starts with a secretary of education who has a lot to do with where we spend our money, with what gets advanced in our public schools, with what the standards are. And I said, I'm going to have a secretary of education that this young trans person interviews on my behalf. All right, you can stop there. You can stop there. Because that's the banana shit right there, right? Where it's like, if 
Well, this is what I love. It like changing genders and being young gives you some magical making decision powers. If that's true, no, that really being that. then let's not let's not even vote. Let's just get these people who uh, changed from uh, male to female, and they can just wave their old dicks around like a wand, like magic. They've got great decision making powers. There's no reason to uh, to get voted in. There's no reason to get promoted because you're good at your job or because you have some expertise. You changed from male to female, and now all of a sudden, expert. You are an expert, and you're the most qualified. So not let's not that. vote. Let's just have them wave their fucking dicks in the wind and make decisions for all of us. Not only that. Elizabeth Warren, 2020. I mean, it's <laughs> it's the most insane shit, right? Like, and it's like, um, how does, oh, I'm drunk. It's all right. I lost my point. I was trying to say something, <laughs> and then I lost it because I really have to pee. Uh, but it's like, um, why, oh, okay, here it is. Why are you basing your decision on a mathematically statistically insignificant portion of the population well, a, you know what that's a different funny angle that i hadn't even thought of it's like so you're going to put someone in charge of schools to make sure that a like that a, like 0.05 percent of the fucking school. population is comfortable in school are yeah. you fucking kidding me <laughs> why don't we just teach those people to toughen the fuck up like everyone gets beat up for everything I was fucking weird. You were fucking weird. Everyone was fucking weird a little bit. And those things got singled out and fucking, you know, whatever the fuck. Trauma. Everyone has it. Get the fuck over it. Just because you like something that's different than the norm, you have to accept that you are different from the norm. You know what I mean? Like, if I was to go out, walk around on the street tomorrow in a dress... I would not fight everyone who looked at me weird because I'm inviting weird looks. Just take that analogy across the board. I'm okay with it. All right, Mr. Harrington, um, how much more time do we have you for? Because I think l let's go back and let's talk about the impeachment thing a little bit because I had a couple of videos to pull back to pull up. Um, and then we're going to get back into some other random news stories. You need some alcohol, I'm okay for right now, but thank you. But I appreciate your energy. You're in go mode tonight. You're partying. I like what you're doing. Um, if you do uh, just a search for the number six, we're back to the impeachment. Uh, okay. Uh, number six actually was the Elizabeth Warren thing. Uh, then I must have two number sixes. Yeah, you put. You have. I have four, number, have four number sixes on this. You're the worst. <laughs> um, did you want the uh, the lawyer? Yeah. So. What kind of annoyed me about trying to watch the impeachment hearings is that everything, it's basically just a dramatized reading show. All these people, they come in with these pre-written speeches, and then they're just reading the speeches. That's all they're doing. At that point, I would prefer, I never read the books in school. I was always about the spark notes. Just give your, spe give your speeches to the spark notes, people. Have them put out the notes. I'll look at the notes, and we can move on with our lives. That's all you got to do. But instead, you show up with these pre-written speeches, and now it's a television show where you didn't even memorize your lines, and it's how much how dramatic can I be while reading these couple points that I have. And what's fun about that is that some people aren't very good at it, which is why I pulled out this specific video. It was one of Trump's lawyer. He basically looks like a fat, Jewy-faced John Hamm. And uh, let's roll the tape. Oh, so this is, uh, you can fast forward past, uh, that's uh, Ger Gerald Nadler, 
who basically looks like also also a Jew guy with the Jewy face, but he looks like someone slapped a Jew face onto uh, Danny DeVito's penguin body from Batman. Um, fair, fair play. I was yeah. gonna say I didn't see the John Ham comp, but I get I get it now. All Are right, you ready to play this? Roll roll angry John Ham. Here he comes. John Ham. Twenty second. The chairman of the judiciary committee. Yeah. This body on the floor of this Senate said executive privilege and other nonsense. Is this guy John Ham? He's a ugly fat guy. John Ham. Executive privilege and other nonsense. Mr. Nadler, it is not nonsense. These are privileges recognized by the Supreme Court of the United States. And to shred the Constitution on the floor of the Senate. Here, you can pause it. Here's my impression. I am apparently not a good actor. He's a fat <laughs> The next time they have someone up here to be dramatic and upset, it will be someone else and I will just write the paper. Nancy Pelosi's pretty good at it. Oh, uh, well, you know, because she's always mad. She's like frazzled at the outset. So it's not, it, there's like a lot for her to channel. Well, a lot of things happen in the twilight of your life. Including, yeah, well, she's she's got like that just nervous, dewy, frazzled thing mm-hmm. on top of the fact that she clearly, you know when you're in the wrong and you just got to be overly defensive? So she's aware. <laughs> it's like 90% of my life. <laughs> so she's aware of like, she's at the top of the political game. She gets the way the political game works and uh, she knows the immoral things that she's done and that she doesn't really represent anybody. She knows all this. But as a result of that, you kind of have to have a nasty layer on top of yourself sure. to really protect the fact that you're uh, – the longer you're in the game, it's kind of like roaches. Like, the longer roaches stay around for, they become bigger and bigger. You like, either die a hero or you live long enough to find yourself become the villain. Well, you, I, I wasn't thinking that quite. I was just thinking you become more of a roach. So it's kind of like a p- politician. Like, you're, you're, like, once you become a politician, you're now, like, this gross c- creature. Bad person. But the longer you last, the more gross you have to become sure. by nature of being in the game. And it layers on, the filth layers on, and then you have to continue the to pretend. The biggest muck monster wins, Robbie. Yeah, you got to continue to pretend like you're noble and dignified, which makes you grosser, which, you know, so if you're the age of Nancy Pelosi, getting off nothing but sucking off little boys for their young cum, which um, you can then massage into your face to try and get some of the wrinkles it's out. It's virgin blood, dude. She <laughs> kills people. She has the Hillary Clinton uh, youth. So the other, <laughs> the other great moment from... Uh, uh, the impeachment hearings was there was a mix up between Jerry and Schiff where they went to go give their closing remarks and uh, Harrington if you could play that I think it's at the th- I wrote 37 minutes but we'll find out but it's the next link on my sheet cue the Jeopardy music there is no 37 minutes um, well then it might just be it might just be right there then I don't know why I mean this is just a fox yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really short. It's just audio. Yeah, it's very short. No, there's video, but it's really short. Basically, um, they're supposed to get up to give the closing remarks, and uh, Mr. Nadler starts, you know, wobbling over, and Schiff realizes that he's stealing oh, his I moment. All right, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Can you bump it, maybe on the local? Here it is. Here it is. Jerry, 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 I did my makeup today, Jerry. Jerry, I look good. Jerry, this is supposed to be my moment. Who's this fat guy walking across the floor? That's Jerry Nadler. 
he's so fat. It looks like he he's put so balloons. Fat, it looks dude. like he put balloons in his pants. It's. It looks like if you laid him down, you could jump on him like a like a trampoline. It's crazy how fat that man is. And also, it's like he his, needs to do the Michael Hearn workout. His legs and shoulders are like thin, and he's just carrying around like a balloon. It is in. It is an intense character of human being. It looks like you could, like, if he sat down, you could sit on him as a chair. Like he would be the perfect shape of Just like, like a, a love. really comfy beanbag chair. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay, and then Susan Collins, when it came to the evidence, she was the one person uh, who voted against her party. Um, Harrington, pull up a picture of this lady. She's a dem. Yeah, no, voted. no, she's a Republican, but she's up for re-election, and I guess what's a tough state, so they were saying what that- state? Um, Maine. Um, yeah. And so they were saying that they were already- uh, No, that's not that's not this lady. <laughs> oh, it's the author, Suzanne Collins. Yeah, Sorry. right, Hilarious. Susan Collins, uh, Republican. Um, so they were saying that the Republican Party allowed her to vote against the party because they already counted the votes, and they wanted to Is that make Amy it- Klobuchar? No, so um, l- click on that picture. Yeah, dude. She basically looks like a thin buddy hack. Down? <laughs> Down one and to the left from the one you picked. Yeah, she talks and looks like Buddy Hackett, essentially. Um, That's crazy. Can we find her talking? Because I need to hear that. Yeah, you can just YouTube. No, she sounds more downsy than Buddy Hackett, but she looks like Buddy Hackett. Go ahead. You can. You uh, never go full retard. You can. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta keep it likable, uh, so people will vote for you. Uh, go. Go to YouTube. Just throw in her names. You, you can find a short little, short little speechy speech. Um, but while you're doing that, so just to kind of wrap up on the Trump impeachment, it's been boring oh, from the outset. So I was able boring. to tell you, hey, they don't have the votes. It's Here, the entire. Oh, there you go. On the court. Mr. President, we've heard a lot of charges and counter charges, charges. about Judge Kavanaugh. But as those who have known him best have attested, he has been an exemplary public servant, judge, teacher. All right, this one's just her being boring. There's none of the fun downsy stuff. She's retarded anyway. You can see it in her face. She's a fucking spaz. (laughs) Okay, so... We were I'm saying, gonna run for office. There you go. You could you could win. You might have to shave the beard. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you got to go to a rugged area like a Nebraska or maybe Brooklyn. I don't know what state do you think would. Dog boss, I'm gonna run in Flushing. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna win. There's too many Asians. Yeah, Flushing is the wrong area. I gotta for you. move. You look like all right. Well, anyways, I. Remember the Titans. I got to, wherever that is, I got to move there. <laughs> I also got to get real good at football real quick. Uh, did you play football at all growing up? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, what position? Uh, uh, wide receiver. You're a wide receiver. Yeah. I could see that fast, kind of tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I could also see tight end because you you got a little size to you. Yeah. Well, I'm fucking big. I don't know what to say. I used to do all sorts of shit. And now you drink. And, and now I drink uh, and yeah. fucking do podcasts. There you go. What's up? So whatever. I still fight people. What's wild in about? In my off time. <laughs> What's wild about the uh, Trump impeachments, they were going on this whole abuse of power, and like you had said earlier, we could we could hold a magnifying glass to any of these people, and they'd be in trouble. But what was interesting about the abuse of power was you can still argue that it was in the nation's interest because he's investigating political corruption, which most probably did exist, and did get in the way of his ability to um, serve the people that voted him in and try and push that agenda by being bogged down by this lie of Russia collusion. Now, it's the funniest. 
I was just, I, I've been saying this just as a, a totally unfounded conspiracy that when you see these political books and everyone gets them, Timothy Geithner wrote Stress Test or when uh, Robert Gates wrote Duty, the first thing people do when they leave office is they write a book and then wherever you go, you'll see that book. It'll be on the front yeah. page of Barnes Noble. It'll be, uh, you go to Costco, it's on that table. And I am completely convinced that that is one of the back avenues by which whoever the people are that need to pay out politicians... They That's they've got absolutely a un- real yes. thing. They've got you an un- that on part of the problem. There is an unwritten deal. It has to be. You do your thing, and based on the value of what you did for us, you're going to come out of office. There's and gonna we're going to buy book. a million books. There's going to be this book deal for you. Yep. There's an author who's going to write it. You're going to get a paycheck, and nobody's going to look into. Like I'm sure if you actually did an audit on what these people get paid and went into people's homes to see. Is anyone in the world actually reading a Hillary Clinton book? You're getting book? a little Orwellian now. I have met <laughs> people who have read the the Hillary Clinton book. I'm not going to say that she doesn't sell those books, but to the numbers that she so says. So on that on that note, yeah, Obama got a 65 million dollar advance. I think Fuck from all the way out of here. It might be. It was either from McGraw Hill or it was from Pearson View. Now, if you don't remember those companies, those were also the companies that had your college textbooks. No, yeah, and and your high school textbooks. And if you remember those fucking textbooks, they were fucking expensive as shit, and sometimes they weren't even good. Your professors didn't like them, but whatever the fucking racket of your college, you're stuck with those people's books. And then not only do they have the books now, they got the online courses and affiliation with that. So I was, happens to be... None other than Trump was talking about when they started. They were like, hey, man, look into this fucking Obama book deal. I was just talking out of my ass when I said the book deal thing. But then apparently. No, it's real, dude. Yeah. Because you said that. And then I started fucking looking up into it because I was like, that makes way too much sense for Robbie to just be fucking pulling shit out of his ass. But apparently you were, and you were also correct. Well, because it's such an easy, it's like the political speeches, but it's almost more quiet. Dude, um, it's, yeah. like, it's like anything corporate. You know what I mean? Like. I've talked to comics who were like, oh, I did this corporate gig for essentially half of what I make in a year. You know what I mean? For a fucking half hour set in front of – and those dudes are just writing that shit off on their taxes because they're doing that shit on a party. You know what I mean? So it's a party. Here's the entertainment. And we're fucking writing all this off. It's all criminal. Criminals. Except the money they give to comics. That's uh, for good use. and uh, Well, that goes in your pocket. Let me in on that racket, everybody. Um, me too. But in looking at some of these payouts I that have happened money. to politicians, I, I was starting to research it, and then I got bored. But I'm sure you people at home probably have more examples for us. So hit me up on Twitter. Email me, robsnewser at gmail.com. I'd love some of these golden examples. Some of these fall into the camp, a camp of conspiracy theory, and some of these are just completely true. On the side of being completely true, uh, Chelsea Clinton makes like $9 million a year being on a board. Why? It's because of her connections to the to the Clintons. No, but why on paper? Why on paper? That's the real question. Because why on paper? Yeah. I mean, we know why. Right. right? Like, because Clinton. Because right, she's got an expertise and uh, an original brain <laughs> that only being a Clinton, only as a Clinton could you have this level of intelligence. Uh, oh, that- I just really ruined myself. That, I really did. Would that go right on your dick? Literal whiskey dick. <laughs> right now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to jerk off to that camera, right? and I ruined myself with this whiskey. So the other one is Al Gore somehow got himself a cable network, and I was trying to do the Wait, research what? on this. Al Gore 
had not a cable net. Yeah, he had a cable. Um, he had a cable network. This is a lot of whiskey on my deck. He ultimately <laughs> sold that to Al Jazeera. Now, what's hilarious about selling a cable network to Al Jazeera is that you're essentially helping oil conglomerates have a platform by which they can propagandize and create news that you know plays up the importance of oil. Now, to do that is the guy who's also complaining about global warming could not be a larger level of hypocrisy. But I believe he was mainly gifted that cable station because of things he did in office to help out, um, like cable vision or whatever the fuck the other one was. The other one is like, um, I don't know. I'm sure the examples, uh, they were talking about Obama and Netflix with net neutrality. Yeah, I get it. Your dick's all wet because of uh, some scotch. All right. Harrington. We're going to jump right into another topic, and this one I know that you're going to love, and uh, I promise I'll get you out on time to uh, get on to HSR for the XFL picks. Is that what you guys are doing? Hell yeah, dude. Drafting my XFL fans team. There you go. Okay. So uh, have you been following the Harvey Weinstein trial at all? All I saw was, uh, yeah, the only thing I saw was the court sketches. Okay, so you got to pull up these court sketches. And if you didn't hear about this, it's completely hilarious. But I guess the DA forced Harvey Weinstein to get naked and took like 80 photos of naked Harvey Weinstein to show to the jury. And to me, that's just not fair because if you're showing naked pictures of Harvey Weinstein to the jury, of course they're going to, yeah, just fucking lock him up. I don't need to hear anything more. This is disgusting. Put him in jail. I don't want to look at naked photos of this fat guy and his weird genitalia. By the way, they haven't yet told us what's weird about his genitalia. They've just been saying that there's something wrong or off about his genitalia. And then the other thing that's not fair about it is that all these women keep coming in and they're complaining, well, I was just too shocked. I was so shocked. I didn't know how to respond. I didn't know what to do. And then I bet when jurors look at the naked pictures, like, all right, I get it. I get how there would be a shock factor here. Why you would not know what to do. Can you pull up the uh, the pictures of disgusting, fat uh, Harvey Weinstein all naked in court? I Wait. just had that up for a minute or two. It's up right One now. One more time? Yeah, look That's at that. That's what you're talking about, right? There you go. Uh, no, wait, did he really get naked no, in court? No, he didn't get naked in court. They, they have pictures. They showed um, pictures to the jury, I of guess. his dick? I think they wanted to corroborate that... His um, dick looks like a vagina? That his dick... <laughs> that there are some weird features to his penis so that when all of the women giving testimony were also able to say there was like a weird feature to that penis, there'd be no way to actually deny the fact that Harvey Weinstein had been naked in front of them. Now, Harvey Weinstein never said he wasn't naked in front of them. He just said that it was consensual. From what I understand, I'm kind of talking out of my ass here. I just laughed when I saw a bunch of juries looking at disgusting pictures. is <laughs> hilarious. What's better than that? Than naked Harvey Weinstein? No, then... These people being forced to have to look at it. Yeah, I. It's just it's uh, it's wild. And then Seal, you guys remember Seal? I think like he had, the dude who got fucked up in the motorcycle accident. Did he? I like just, that's his off face. Oh, I didn't know his face. I thought he was like a, it might be a motorcycle accident. It might be a disease. So I don't know. I'm he went really... he went after Oprah because he was like Oprah knew about Weinstein the whole time and she, she did. was friends with him. Um, and the one of the girls said that when Weinstein, um put down scripts and said hey you have to have sex with me and she's like i'm not gonna have sex with you and you're like well then you're never gonna work in your in this town both salma hayek and charlie's throne uh got their careers by uh you know in this exact same way fucking that dude but what's it hasn't happened yet but like they're gonna have to be some women that like 
have good careers, like a Meryl Streep type character. They kept thanking him. And that's going to be embarrassing as all hell for the, like, you know, those women are rooting, have been rooting this whole time for please make this go away. I want like, I had to do that horrible, shameful thing. And I just wanted to move on with my life and yeah. have this career. And, and now, now everyone has to know about it. Now everyone has to know fuck. that I wasn't, it wasn't just talent and merit right. and hustle. I mean, talent is, talent is a fucking, well, here's the thing. Very, I mean, talent, what does talent mean? Does talent, talent is the sum of the experiences of your life and the genetics that your parents gave you. But it's not even that part of it. It's a lottery ticket because I bet like Leo DiCaprio, if you're very pretty, yeah, you win. Well, that's true too. But even amongst the very pretty, it's a little bit of a lottery game in that like Leo DiCaprio He's a good actor. I'm sure, sure in every one of those Quentin Tarantino movies. You couldn't have been retarded like in Asking <laughs> Gilbert or whatever, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. In every one of those Quentin Tarantino movies, somebody else could have played that part. Mm-hmm. And they would have been great movies because Quentin Has Tarantino- Has he been in a lot of Tarantino flicks? Uh, well, Just, he was in he was Once in... Upon a Time in Hollywood and Django Unchained. Django was so good. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did, I haven't seen it. Even more than Django. How many hours is it? It's exactly 45 minutes too long, but it's it's really good. Also, Django's 45 minutes too long. Can I tell you what makes uh, Once Upon a Time of Hollywood so great to me? Of course. It's and, the uh, journey, not the destination. If you haven't seen it yet, I guess maybe spoiler, spoiler alert. So you can move bam, on. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> bam. Spoilers. It's super meta because Brad Pitt is playing uh, his, like his stunt double, right? Did you, before you tell me what happened, um, Quentin Tarantino... There's like a, a meme yeah. of Brad Pitt talking to Quentin Tarantino. And uh, this may or may not be an actual quote, but it, it is according to the internet. Brad Pitt was like, oh, these dudes, these are two like aging actors on their way out of Hollywood. How do I, how would we play this? Him and, him and, and, uh, and uh, Leo, right? And Quentin Tarantino goes, oh, just be yourselves. <laughs> like, that's killer, dude. Like, yeah. that's real life and um, so, gold. This is this is what the mo- like the just incredible meta awesomeness of this movie to me is that the movie is about um, Brad Pitt is the uh, stunt double for Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio is playing in all these Western movies. But there's a B storyline about Brad Pitt's day while Leo DiCaprio is like filming this this movie. And the B storyline is that he walks into basically what used to be an old shooting lot. And it's like a Western film where he shows up and he's like the outsider and he just wants to check on this guy. Like you can make it just a short movie. And then at the end of the movie, the people that he picked a fight with come to try and kill him and Leo DiCaprio. Obviously. And he has no. He, he has a random fight with Bruce Lee, which is fun and blasphemy at the same time. But it's it's so fun. To be fair, I've yeah. watched a bunch of breakdowns of that scene. Yeah. I have, still haven't seen the movie, but I've seen people talk about it, and it's like, dude, Bruce Lee was like 135 pounds. Also, apparently, it's a true story, and it was actually Judo Gene Labelle that uh, fucked him Gene up. Labelle. Oh, can fucking I, Rogan can me, tells a story can you about me Gene, Gene Labelle. What he looks like? Rogan tells a story of Gene Labelle yeah. choking out. Who is it? 
Well, that's is it the, Bruce Lee? Listen, that's the coolest thing ever. If just Jingle Bell's the baddest dude that's ever it, lived. It's just some random American drunk man. Nah, to, he's uh, not a, a random American drunk. No, he's he's the first belt, like judo. he's the first American judoka in in history of America. And oh yeah. So I mean, firstly, like when everybody was still fucking. Uh, right. Notre Dame boxing, you know, like the Notre Dame fucking leprechaun box. Yeah. yeah, Gene LaBelle was choking motherfuckers out. He was OG MMA. So here's the thing, then first MMA artist in America. The idea that first a, maybe MMA artist. The uh, knowing MMA, the idea that a judo guy can beat a kung fu guy, hundred percent. <laughs> and then also what what's true to the scene is that <clears throat> basically. Uh, the Bruce Lee guy charges at him and he redirects it and throws him right into a car, yeah. which would also be consistent with like you judo, know, judo ju- yeah. like a judo toss. That's so. the principle. There Take you your go. move, your mass and speed and use it against you. Dude, uh, Rogan tells a story about Gene LaBelle choking. Oh, choking out. Is it Steven Seagal? You, have you heard that, Harrington? 